You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. So if you are tuning in this weekend to a big game between the Cowboys and the 49ers and you're checking it out on the Cowboys radio network, you're going to hear Brian's pre- and post-game analysis for what is a giant matchup here with the 49ers. And we're going to finally get into the 49ers a little bit, get into the the game preview of what is, after watching the tape, Brian, uh, for myself, uh, <laughs> I had them as the number one team in the NFL, just watching yeah. them on TV. Um, they're better than I than I even thought they were. Like, like when I finally got into the tape, this is a really, really good football team. Which side of the ball were you more impressed with? Oh, um, I feel like there's fewer holes on the offense. Yeah, I think, the, I think the defense, the the, the secondary, the most, the most impressive. Yeah, the secondary is the thing I wonder about with the 49ers. And it's not yeah. even a bad secondary. I just sure. I don't know about it. Um, yeah. The most impressive group to me is that front six San Francisco has on defense. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, and then that defensive line is really, really terrifying, I think. I mean, yeah. Warner and Greenlaw are going to make these guys hurt Monday morning. Whether the Cowboys win this or not, they're going to be hurting Monday morning. Um, but, you know, on offense, it's just it's so well designed. Um, it, Shanahan is just so bright, knows exactly how to put guys into positions to succeed. And not just that, I think it's finally he's married his own thoughts or his own ability to help guys succeed. He's finally been able to marry that with a roster that also blends perfectly to what he wants to do himself. And so now you're seeing it all kind of come together in a way that's really exciting. Now the offensive line, and we'll get into all these specifics. The offensive line is not as good. I don't think as it was a year ago, Mm -hmm. but just about everything else I think is as good or better uh, as what the Cowboys ran into last year, just personally. Um, and so we'll we'll have a lot to get into here, um, Brian. What what do you, what would you like to start with here on the San Francisco 49ers? Yeah, how the hell do you lose to Arizona? No, I'm no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I you know what I will uh, on San Francisco. I want to start because I, I to me the offense is impressive. 
Mm-hmm. But I think if you pressure them into having to play a passing game where it turns into Brock Purdy drop back versus Dak Prescott drop back, yep. I think Dallas wins this game. I think if it um, I, I think if Kyle Shanahan where he where he's so good is how they build a lead and their defense does a great job of allowing them to build leads. Yep. I wonder about San Francisco if you have to go series for series against them and you put that pressure on Brock Purdy to be a drop-back quarterback and they can't run all the motions and they can't hand the ball off and they can't, you know what I'm saying? If you make San Francisco one-dimensional where it's Brock Purdy drop-back against – because I went back and watched all the pressures that they faced this year. I went back, and I had the ability to go back and watch all the pressures. And I'm telling you, with Pittsburgh and the Rams and Arizona, when they really got after – and it became a – there was that pressure on him. He's throwing the ball away, taking a sack. You know, when when their offense is really humming, it's usually because tied or ahead – but the play call tells Purdy where to go with the ball. You know, if it's it's uh, it's a bunch formation and it's uh, all of a sudden it's Juszczyk motions across and they run picks and then Juszczyk wheels and they throw the ball to Juszczyk. Yeah. You know, or it's Debo Samuel wide to the outside, bring him in motion, run him on the drag, ball goes right there. You know, I, I just have a feeling that if – that if Brock Purdy and and he might very well kill you, but this is just my way of thinking about it. Make him have to consistently deal with pressure, which let's let. I, I mean, I I think there's a way. You're right about them. I don't think Colton McKivitt's the right tackle is is great, and they no. and, and McGlinchey wasn't great, but. McGlinchey wasn't. McGlinchey was stable. Yeah, McGlinchey isn't Colton McKivitz, and even when there's pressure, the way that the way that San Francisco gets around it is like, okay, well let's put over, let's put uh, Kittle over there, or let's put Warner the other time, let's put him over, or let's put Yuschek yeah. over there. You know, I. If you could get consistent pressure and it comes from that side or he has trouble breaking down over there, him and Buford, the guard, I mean, they, they, these guys have given up some. The center is kind of a – the center's not the strongest guy. So no. the center, the right guard, the right tackle. Okay, this is what Brian Broaddus is thinking. Here I'm talking third person. I'm talking about pressure with – I'm talking about the pressure with, uh, with potentially with uh, Osa or Lawrence or Parsons, but I'm talking about it in a way to make them uncomfortable with your pressure to the point that they have to take Kittle out of a downfield position and yep. make him a blocker because they're not good enough. Yep. They're not good enough to hold up. 
that's the best way I think that the the offense is a really good offense when it's ahead or it's getting ahead. How good is that offense if he has to bring them back? Can he get in a drop back game? Well, and so that- this, is, this, this is interesting that you bring this up because I was looking this up earlier today, Brian. Uh, the just for this year alone, the 49ers have played 14,400 seconds of football. They have trailed for 105 of them. Yeah. And and when you look at Brock Purdy games, he has started and finished, including the playoffs, which I think he's up to 12 now of starts and finishes. Uh, the 49ers have trailed for about 40 minutes over those yeah. 12 games, yeah. which is just they're, they're, they're so here here's the first thing I want to lead off with since we're, we're going to talk about the 49ers offense in this first segment uh, since that's the direction we're taking it but given that where you talk about how you think it's it, it might be difficult if you kind of press them uh, if you win the toss on Sunday are you taking the ball I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I'm probably playing defense first. Even, even with the idea that you want to try and get, on, get them on their heels? Yeah, I'm playing. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna play defense first. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see now. You could. It could be a bad situation. Of course, it could be a bad situation. They could drive the ball 75 yards, 10 plays. Three of the plays were chunk plays. Yeah. yeah. Or they hand the ball and throw a screen to McCaffrey, and it goes 65 yards. I. I think I'm playing defense first. What I'm gonna try and do, Bobby. I'm gonna try and win the middle eight against these guys. I'm going to try and win the middle eight. I'm going to try and win the last four minutes of the first half and win the first four minutes of the second half. That's what I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. You know, maybe it won't work out, but if you get a stop and somehow, I I think that to me, uh, if your defense is playing well enough points or points, whether it's seven or three, I know people are talking about red zone stuff. But if your defense is locked in and you're on it, you know, this. we've seen some low-scoring games. We've seen really a couple of times have been low-scoring games. Look yeah. at the statistically what San Francisco did. McCaffrey, uh, Samuel, Kittle. Kittle was the one that killed you in the playoff game, and he made a miraculous catch off a ball. So I think I'm going to try and win the middle eight. I'm going to try and win the last four minutes and win the first four minutes of the second half by taking by taking the the playing defense first, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I mean, set, set the I, tone. I'm gonna set the tone that I'm going to if I could get pressure on you and knock you around and get a three and out, then then it, we're gonna start setting it up the right way, you know. Yeah. But I, I I just feel like that Dallas this game is is gonna really really come down to how well. Dallas can move the ball. It can and can you move the ball on their front seven? Yeah. Because I think you could throw the ball on their secondary. You know, I do. I feel like that you could throw 
uh, the ball on Lenore. You know, the, the numbers, the numbers, and I, I'm, I'm this new nerdy guy with these next gen you, stuff. You love the next gen stats now. That I absolutely cool. love it. I love the next gen stats because I think it tells you a little bit of a story. You know, now you can't use it for everything, but I think it tells you a little of the story. Yeah. And if if these if these corners are going to play stationary positions, if they're not going to travel with you, if they're going to just be one is going to be the left corner and the other is going to be the right. If I know Charverius Ward is going to be the left corner 98% of the game, okay, I got that under control. If I know that uh, Lenore is going to be the right corner 78% of the time and that Isaiah Oliver is going to be the nickel 85% of the time, I'm going to game plan because what I've learned, what I've learned is that opponents opponents have gone after Lenore to yep. the point of 26 excuse me 21 of 26 for 120 yards one touchdown quarterback rating of a 98 to 7 okay that's like anything from 0 to 10 right in front of him yep. anything where he's you know playing but behind that like 11 to 20 Seven of nine, 94 yards, no touchdown, but a rating of 110. Okay? So now you're telling me those numbers are pretty glaring that if I throw at him, there's a pretty good chance I get a completion. Yeah. You know, whether it's it's 0 to 10 or 11 to 20. You know, I'm, this guy is giving – there's a, you know, there's a rating over 100, a quarterback rating over 100 when you throw the ball at him. So and and I'm watching him on tape. I love tape, you know that. But these numbers are kind of telling me I'm like, well, why does this guy struggle? Why is there why is there some issues there? Yeah. I think they I think they get away with this the way they play in the secondary because of how good their front is. Yeah, I mean that's look, good, that's good, that's, good, that's good the rush, a good pass rush will cover over a lot of sins yeah, in the secondary. Yeah. Sure. See, so that's and I don't see the ability. I mean, and I know last year uh Lenore gave up a big play, one of the big plays of the game that they actually Dallas hit. C.D. Lamb uh, in the playoff game last year hit him for uh, over 40 yards for a pass. It was pass interference, but Lamb caught the ball. So to me, if you're going to play quick passing game and they're going to play back, much like what New England, the zone coverages that New England plays, you know, that New England played, and all of a sudden ball in front, ball in front, ball in front, break a tackle. Now, these guys are a little bit different. Now, their front seven tackles really well. I would make this, you know, and Hafunga and Gibson, I think they tackle well enough too at the safeties. Yeah. But make these corners have to play a little bit in this game, you know. But it, it's all going to come down is can you block their front? You know, can you – It's it, you're going to have to have a – you're going to have to have a – the last time that <laughs> – the last time that, uh, that Terrence Steele played against a Bosa – was his first start, right? Well, he didn't get to play against him last year. He didn't get to play against Bosa, uh, uh, Nick Bosa because he was out with the knee injury. But when he started yeah, against when he started against brother Joey, was that the previous time? Was that the first time he ever did made he, his? Uh, was 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 Nick out for the playoff game? The one in Dallas. Out. He yeah. got hurt. Didn't he get hurt in that game? Yeah. 
banged up, I think, but I like he he rolled an ankle. I want to say is what it was, but uh, but that, but see, but yeah, but I'm saying that's what I'm to me. Well, yeah, I was trying to say that maybe the last time he played a Bosa was, but you know, I, I didn't go back uh, and well, look. Nick, at, Nick, Nick played 23 snaps in the game against Dallas and 21 before he got hurt. There you go. Um, so one so that, that, that was steal, but that yeah. would have been the very last time. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying though. I I, I feel like though. How well Terrence Steele plays in this game. They're going to need him, and it's going to be a tough game. It's not going to be easy. You know, how do you hold this guy off the stat sheet? Uh, do you put a tight end over there to help Steele? Do you run a running back at him? You know, that's how they beat his brother up in uh, in the Chargers game that I remember. Yeah, which, that, which that, it was credit. He's a different player now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was single block, chip, double, chip. You know, single block, single block, chip. You know, I, I, I just think you have to, because Bosa's going to get pressure, but you just don't want him to overrun steel. You know, the, he's one of these guys that if he, when he pass rushes, he's going to, if he feels like you're giving ground, he will put his head down and run you right back to the quarterback. Yeah. You know, but steel is a good enough athlete to kind of deal with, because Bosa's going to give you all this kind of, Jerky movement, 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 and then you know, and then rush, and so he's going to try and break you down that way. But Steele could be needs to be you know he's pretty patient as a pass blocker, but they're going to need him to play really, really well. I think they match up pretty well inside. When you look at this, you know, when you look at the two tackles, when you look at these, you know, and, and it and these guys really, you know, you're you're going to get. You think these Dallas guys, matches up well inside against them? Yeah, because well, because of Armstead and Har and, and and Hargrave, and I and I say this because last year in the playoff again it was it was one of the worst games when you go back and watch for Biotish. Biotish was not very good in this game. Biotish also uh, dealing with a bad ankle. That yeah, game. okay, and then Martin on the you know Martin holding up. You're gonna count on Martin holding up. You know, yeah. you, you know Biotish being better, but last year your left guard was. Connor McGovern, mm-hmm. you know, and now you have one of the best young offensive linemen in the league playing that left guard spot for you. So when when Armstead lines up at the left defensive tackle, which would be over Zach Martin the majority of the time, and yeah. when Hargrave lines up over the right side against uh, against Tyler Smith, well, there's kind of power and quickness versus power over there. I think they match up better inside than they do than they did last year. I, I do. I do have play, I have some thoughts on Hargrave. Uh, before we jump into that, uh, good time to remind everybody you are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can listen to it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 